Hello, hello. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of Tips Over Tipples, the show where Louise and I sit down, have a drink, and talk about places to eat and drink in London. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a recent trip we made to Bambi, a new wine and small plates bar that's opened up in Hackney. They've got fish, vegetarian, and meat dishes, and quite a good selection of wine. We had lunch, had two glasses each, and it came to 42 quid per head. So Louise, here we are. The first episode after the Christmas break. I am not drinking anything because I need a few weeks off alcohol. I can see you've got something that you're sipping on. Uh, what, are you, what are you having? Well, so I'm actually having an alcohol-free soda. It's hip-hop gut-loving soda. Keeping healthy after the, after the hectic period we've just had? Yeah, exactly. A delicious little alcohol-free drink. And great for your gut. <laughs> so, as I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about Bambi this episode, aren't we, Louise? Yep. So, Bambi is a small plates wine bar that's opened up in London Fields in the Nettle Building. It's very cool. Like their whole USP is that they've got lots of vinyl, they've got lots of records playing, um, so they've got lots of like quite cool music playing. So it's quite a cool like atmosphere in there. Yep, and they have kind of this bar at the back, don't they? That's got all the records stacked behind it. It's got the turntables on the bar, and I think maybe sometimes they make cocktails there, but that might just be for show and for for photos because they have a, they have another main bar, don't they? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're whole thing is they've got loads of natural wines tom's favorites are perfect <laughs> um but they've also got loads of food they've got sort of small bites they've got more substantial sharing plates it's a whole sharing vibe sharing concept yeah yes unfortunately they had non-natural wines as well um which we'll discuss more in a moment so yeah on the topic of small plates it is a small plates restaurant i'm sure that's how it described itself louise I wanted to talk about small plates for a bit because it's basically what most places seem to be doing in London now, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty difficult to find a restaurant in London that's doing starter mains, puds, everyone has their own meal kind of thing. Yep. And I love the small plates vibe a lot of the time because it means you get to try lots of things and it means that kitchens can be kind of maybe a little bit more experimental and do lots of lots of fun stuff. But it also is a bit of a pain sometimes. I think we've noticed it particularly around this Christmas period, haven't we? Yeah, I think that a big issue happens when you go into these small plates places with big groups, like six, eight people, because then you start getting into these sharing dynamics with many people and it's so just complicated. Yeah, and you see a nice dish on the menu and you say, oh, should we get a plate of that? Everyone agrees. And then you're trying to divide either kind of five croquettes between seven people or just yeah, a plate of food between a, a strange number of people. It can be a little bit frustrating, can't it? Yeah, definitely. And the navigating, what's, what to order, who gets how much. And and I'm, I'm wondering why all restaurants do it now. And I guess part of it is because they want to be able to experiment and, and they love that sharing vibe. I think a lot of it's probably just because it's trendy and it's what people expect. But part of me thinks also it just makes it easier for them to charge more per head at the end of the day. Because when you've got small plates, they're all kind of 12, 15, 20, sometimes even kind of 30 quid. And you're ordering them as a group. You don't really know how big a small plate is. Sometimes small plates are big, sometimes they're small. I think we've paid kind of six quid for 
a little bit of lettuce before as well. And you end up just getting all these plates and it's invariably going to come to 40, 50 quid a head. But you, it's much harder to kind of calculate that in your in your brain yeah, I think, as you order. I think that's the key thing. I think it's that you don't really know how much it's going to be. Like you can't calculate it. You can't see that you've got a 30 pound main and you go, okay, fine. It's what's this all going to add up to? And we always go, don't we? And I'll always say to the waiter, okay, I'm going to just start saying things and can you please let me know when I've ordered the right amount. And what, 95% of the time, Louise, I'll say the things or you'll say the things that we've kind of agreed and then we'll say, is that the right amount? And they'll just nod and say yes. So they don't know. They're just, they're, I've never had them say that's too much, right? They, they'll say, maybe you need one more, one more plate. I mean, sometimes they've said, oh, no, you could probably take one of those things out. But that's pretty few and far between. Yeah, maybe we're really good at calculating. But I, I do think there's, there's some element of this is just a way to, to charge more money. Um, yeah, potentially. And then us, we just love eating everything. We're so greedy. Once the food's on our plates... We just can't help ourselves, so we usually end up rolling out of dinner. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think with, with, with these kind of restaurants, I think you're totally right. It's better for smaller groups, kind of your three to four people. Sometimes, Otherwise, mm. it gets a bit complicated. And something else that we, we thought and noted recently, Louise, right, was that for parents, small place restaurants can be quite frustrating as well. Yeah, definitely. It's so much more of a kind of modern dining concept, so a bit more frustrating on that, yeah. Yeah, I think parents often are just expecting um, starter mains put. But yeah, anyway, this is not specific to Bambi. This is just a little bit of commentary on on small plates in general. We talked about tapas at Chuku's last week, and I guess this is a progression of of that conversation. Yeah, and in saying that, we do love sharing. You and I even, sometimes when we go to dinner and it's starter mains puts, we still share. So, I mean, (laughs) we, we do love our sharing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. But sometimes it'd be nice to... Not have to share. I think it might be useful for us to... I don't know if we should be having this conversation on a podcast, but maybe we should do a <laughs> pod, Louise, on places where you can get starter main puts. Traditional meal structure episode for, for those who want to entertain parents who, who, who are less less up for up for this kind of multiple sharing plate vibe. Yeah, definitely. I think that should be on the agenda. And listeners... Send us a message, email us, or message us on Instagram if there's anywhere that you want to know about or you really would like to know about. Or if you've got any recommendations for places that you think should be on that list. Yep, write in. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, that's probably enough discussion around small plates etiquette in general. Should we actually get down to talking about the specific small plates we tried at Bambi? Let's do it. Vibes, etc. Vibes, it's... Really cute, really warm, cool interiors. I'd say, yeah, I would say it's actually cold. It was definitely too cold for me. <laughs> okay, warm atmosphere, cold temperature. Yeah, the girls wearing coats in there, and I was definitely chilly. Um, but yeah, kind of 60s style decor. And they've got a record player and lots of records in there at the back mm-hmm. around a little bar, which I think is quite cool. And they're yeah. playing banging tunes. Yeah, the whole USP is kind of wine bar also with like vinyl and music yeah so really nice and yeah nice nice stuff i definitely rubbed one of them up the wrong way because i committed <laughs> i think i committed a hackney sacrilege by walking into a wine bar and saying i don't like natural wines do you have any classic flavors and he i think it annoyed him a little bit this is what this is what happens basically every time we never know what what's going to happen when tom says look 
are all the wines natural? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we do natural wines. I don't love natural wines, any classic, more classically flavoured ones. And some people really try and some people hate me for it. Um, yeah. But there we go. I'm not going to stop because I want to enjoy my wine. And I had some good wines. So did you. We did. Should we talk about those? Because we're, we're chatting about them now. Uh-huh. Um, so I started on a white and I had the Muscat. It was the Blanc Vert 2022 from Provence, France. And yeah, seven quid for a glass. And I, I really enjoyed it. Very classically flavoured. Nice and nice and fresh. Some citrus in there. It was a good glass of wine. You started on one that I tried and I hated. Yeah. I I think, well, I think it was a rosé, allegedly. That's what it said on the menu. So It's what it said on the menu. Um, It was kind of like a murky, light red wine in, like, appearance. It looked and, natural, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy it, but I had to, like, slightly switch mental gears and be like, okay, this is a very natural wine. It was a bit vinegary, slightly fizzy, a bit pretty funky. I liked, mm. I enjoyed it, but like, you know, it's definitely a a different wine, but I actually, I did, enjoy, I did enjoy it. I'll note that the second glass of wine you had, you asked for an, for a, for a classic flavoured wine, so I don't <laughs> know if that speaks volumes in my opinion, Louise. No. Okay, yeah, so second glass of wine, mm-hmm. you, what did you get? Yeah, I got the, um, yeah, so I got a red wine. I did ask for a classic one. It was a Bordeaux from France, uh, Monet Cabernet Sauvignon. It was really nice. It was um, a, a more of a medium bodied red wine, just like classic flavours. Yeah, it was it was really nice. Yeah, I also got a nice glass of red uh, and I really like the name of this. Pom Pom Rouge and Masse de la Fonde Ronde. I'm just saying lots of French words now, aren't I? <laughs> Sometimes when you read like French wines, it's like... 15 words in a row. I don't know which is the grape, which is the, the region, which is the producer. But anyway, we'll, we'll put details of it on the uh, on the blog. And it was it was very nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in saying that with the wines, they have uh, loads of options by the glass. We asked the waiter for recommendations and he did give us really recommendations. So like a, a very positive wine experience. And if you were going back with a group, it would be quite fun to see what wines you've got by the bottle yeah yeah definitely i know i i think they have good wines there what we tasted mm-hmm. was was good and the fact that they listened and were able to cater to my yeah my non-natural wine needs uh yeah it was really good mm-hmm. uh should we talk about food mm-hmm. okay yeah. dishes we started on some bread and butter bread and whipped garlic butter mm-hmm. that was nice very happy because the bread wasn't sourdough mm-hmm. yeah. uh listeners uh you I haven't talked about this yet, but I I really love sourdough. It's great, but I just think it's way overdone in London or, or everywhere. It seems to be the only bread that anyone serves now. When you go to an Italian restaurant, Padella do it. They serve you sourdough. No, serve us focaccia. Serve us your country's bread. Why is everyone so bloody obsessed with sourdough? Yeah, and it's really nice sometimes, but sometimes you don't really feel like it. It's a bit it's harder. It's got that hard crust, yeah, the massive I bubbles. Want, like... <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I don't want my, the roof of my mouth ripped to shreds. <laughs> Very true. And this was, yeah, it was a much softer... Was it more like a ciabatta? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it was really nice. Yeah, had some, some nice garlic butter with it. So we, we got that straight away because I was starving when I walked here. I said, just bring me bread. Yeah. And then we had the cauliflower cheese arancini. They were pretty delicious. We got... There were five small arancinis and it was on this kind of garlicky aioli, was it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really tasty. They were quite small, so there was quite a high... um crumb to arancini ratio so not very fried there wasn't like a strong um, a very strong cauliflower flavor but 
But I thought it was a nice texture. There was definitely like yeah. a cheesy flavour mm-hmm. throughout. I thought I thought it was really, really yummy. Mm. Oh yeah, it was definitely it was very tasty. And actually something that I guess we should say now, a lot of the dishes we're gonna talk about um are vegetarian. They they do have a few fish and meat dishes, but the vast majority of the menu is vegetarian, which mm-hmm. is really, really good. Yeah, definitely. Another dish? Another dish. Uh we also had the um smoked mackerel pate with pickled samphire. Yeah. So this was really nice, wasn't it? It was really delicious, but we kind of almost loved it because if it came with a cracker and even we would have sacrificed some pate, it would have been amazing. Like the flavor was delicious. The pickled samphire was so nice. It was really tasty, complemented the pate really well, but it was texturally like not that interesting and you just want a pate on bread don't you yeah we just wanted the crunch like a bread a cracker i'd have even taken sourdough that's (laughs) big that's big no i i agree it was a it was a bloody lot of pate as well i saw it and was a bit kind of overwhelmed by how much pate we had to get through and the fact that there wasn't any yeah as you say crackers or bread to put on just bambi if you're listening just add a little bit of carb for us to to spread it on i think that's what people expect from pate i know we could have ordered bread but if I'm ordering pate, I'm expecting bread with it. Yeah, we could have ordered additional bread, but then we actually ate quite a bit of food. So, yeah. yeah. It was one of those classics when we, we ordered dishes and then we said, is that enough? And then they said, you probably want one more dish. <laughs> we didn't need one more dish by the end, especially because of how big the mound of pate was. <laughs> God. Tom's upset. No, no, no. I loved, no, no, no. Sorry. I, I loved it all. The food was great. Waiters are great. Don't worry. Go Bambi. But I think... Yeah, we, it was too much food. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, another of the yummy vegetarian dishes we had, we had some fried courgette on whipped feta. A lot of mm-hmm. whipped uh, ingredients on, on this menu. This is a nice dish. I was expecting, wrongly obviously, the courgette to be deep fried. I just That's what I had in my mind. And it wasn't. It worked really well. But I think we both agreed, Louise, it could have done with a bit of crunch, a bit of texture, this dish, right? Yeah, definitely. And actually, it's a marinated courgette. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not fried. It never said fried. Oh, so is this just me? me? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just, this is what you would have hoped and dreamed yeah, for this dish. Okay. I, I saw um, courgette, I assume fried. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, we agreed that it was really delicious. Um, but the courgette was kind of soft. The feta was soft. So a lot of soft textures, which I think is a is maybe our main criticism for this restaurant, even though the flavours are amazing, we had really delicious dishes, there are a few dishes that we had that could have done with a a bit of a textural contrast, I think. Yeah, agreed. Then we also had the aubergine and romesco, as it was labelled on the menu. And it was like, it was a it was a kind of a bed of romesco with, with some kind of really tinily chopped uh, aubergine on top. Mm-hmm. It was yummy. The aubergine was really flavorfully spiced right it had mm. lots of fennel had mm-hmm. lots of i think, I think cumin I, seeds as well i think maybe mustard seeds too mustard seeds uh, had some i think some chopped chili in there as mm. well so it had a little bit of a kick it was it was really nice it was after a while you ended up thinking god this is a lot of flavor i'm, I'm eating yeah. with, with this mouthful I, I, I thought it was nice i wouldn't recommend people don't get it i think it's a nice one to have i think maybe i'd probably want to have that when there was like Maybe more than just two of you going, I, yeah. so you can have a few bites of it rather than have half a portion. I think half a portion of it was probably a bit much for us, yeah. but it was really nice to sample. Yeah, often, often, often these small plate places are like that, right? It's often better to go as a group rather than two yeah. people because you get to to sample more more dishes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Louise, you have to talk us through the last one <laughs> because it's Australian and you're Australian. <laughs> yeah, chicken parmy. <laughs> uh, it's chicken palm ciabatta. Uh, with vodka and marinara, pickles, and aioli. 
Initially, when it came out, I was a bit worried about it because it looked like quite a hefty sandwich. It really did. It was it was a fat sandwich. It was a fat sandwich, but the ciabatta was soft, but a bit crispy, and it kind of held it all together really well. Better than a holy sourdough, am I right? Much better than a holy sourdough, absolutely. Uh, it was really delicious, though. The It had like really good flavours coming together with the marinara sauce. The pickles were really nice, like a kind of sharp contrast. Yeah, I was talking to you about this today. I was ref- reflecting on my, my pickle past. Because <laughs> <laughs> pickle past. My pickle past. I've been in a pickle. Um, and I, I've always hated pickles, but I think I hate pickles because of how shite the McDonald's pickles are. I know some people love them, but I can't stand. I have to ask for plain McDonald's burgers because I really hate those pickles, those dill pickles. But I'm starting to realize that the homemade ones you get at nice mm. restaurants are actually delicious. And these were mm-hmm. these were like big pickles mm. as well. These weren't messing about, but they were lovely and soft, well flavored, and gave a nice sharpness to the dish. I thought, mm. yeah, really good. And just yeah, the chicken beautifully cooked, uh, nice sort of crispy, but very moist. Yeah. But moist, yeah. Well, you laugh at me saying moist. <laughs> but moist. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy but moist chicken. Uh, yeah, so no, that was delicious. And there was, there's kind of, we went more for the sort of smaller plates, some of the uh, more like vegetables sharing plates. There was other um, plates that were kind of bigger, more substantial, like mussels, whole roast chicken, which would have been maybe good if you were going as a bigger group. Some of them were more expensive. With fat focaccia <laughs> and greens. Um, but that was like 46 quid. Mm. And it looks like the, I think they also had a steak, mm. sauce, dead and veil rump. I assume that's steak. Um, yeah, that's the thir- 32 quid dish as well. We were just going for mm. a semi-light lunch. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we didn't go for any of those kind of more yeah. more substantial things. But we were we were full by the end of it, right? Yeah, we were really full. And you didn't even order pudding. I know, that's saying a lot. Well, I think that just about covers our review for Bambi. We think it's a really cool place. We really liked the food. As we say, the atmosphere was great. I think it's somewhere I would really recommend people going to try out if they want food, wine, or both. Thanks so much, listeners, for tuning in once again. Thank you so much. And remember, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our podcast. Please rate and review us. And we'd love to hear from you. So please write in with any questions, any restaurants that you want to hear about, anything at all. Yeah, absolutely. We love it when we get messages with advice or recommendations. That's super helpful. So keep them coming. Join us again next week when we're going to be talking about a meal we had at the Pelican, a gastropub in Notting Hill that we went to for Christmas Eve. 